0: Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now here's today's message. There is a maturity that comes uh, as you um, uh, surrender to God. There is a time that you are in need you are in need right if you've come in here today with a need you need there's nothing wrong with that okay and and we embrace that and we say that that's great there there's that Again, that maturity, that growing in Christ, whether you're a babe or, you know, we got to talk to Warren this weekend, and what a thrill, our grandson out, and he lives in Oklahoma with uh, his uh, my daughter and our son-in-law, and uh, to see his face beaming, and he, he's a kid, he's, a, he's four, four, there's appropriate things that go on at four. You know, and five, and thing—you don't expect them to be adults. You know what? I was thinking of it this morning. You know how uh, I was talking about Glenn? And Glenn talking about his granddaughter, and and you know the uh, my cousin here showing pictures of his granddaughter. Uh, we're always bragging about our grandkids. Why is it that our grandkids are so special? But then when they get older, it's like, eh. You know, I remember Mimi when she was like, like oh. I still think she's just as beautiful, just as valuable. I, I just, you know, and some of you old folks, right? I, I'm going to tell you, I just think that the way we look at these little ones is, and I know we're all mature and all, we're grown up, but, but we ought to value one another to that degree. That's all I'm telling you. We ought, that same value ought to be there. You're not less value because you turned 13, Maybe harder to handle. <laughs> but not less. Oh my goodness, man. And so, so in the process of growth, I, I'm going somewhere with it. In the process of maturity and growth, you come to realize that, that in the kingdom of God, that uh, you're no longer, it's, it's not that I'm always going to be in need of him in the flesh, but what I understand after the years of serving is him is that I have him. It's not a question of if He will. He does. He will. He does. He will again. There, there's not this idea that I, that I come into a service every Sunday, and I'm here to tell you, if you have needs this morning, we are here for you. Because He's been there for us. But there, become, there comes a time in our life, in one of the great Psalms of all time, Probably one of the most quoted scripture is Psalms 23. And it, and it says in uh, the King James, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In the, uh, in the uh, Holman's Christian, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I lack. Now That's not like, whoa, you're bragging, No. It ought to be the progression of maturity in our life that you get to the place that you realize that He is your heavenly Father and He's a good Father. And He provides. And therefore, when it doesn't look like I'm being provided for, I just, I just, I just wait because then I realize, and I don't freak out anymore. I used to. You know, I, I used to throw temper tantrums. Like the you know the terrible twos or threes didn't get my way, all of those things. And you know, a, a good father doesn't over discipline or abuse anybody. He just loves and, and realizes, that, hey, there's a maturing process that's taking place. And the idea of some of you here today, uh, you know, God's going to lead you in maturity and and cause you to grow. But but. uh uh, having re- in receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost is absolutely essential to your spiritual growth. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it like, oh, you know, we, you know, we want to score points, you know, of this one God. And we used to, back years ago, it was almost like a, you know, you, oh, how many received the Holy Ghost? It, it's not about numbers at all. It's about you. That's about the one that gets it, the one that, that, that's transformed, that, that their life is changed. And I'm going to tell you what, another thing that we, you know, we always, always so elevated speaking in tongues. And I'm here to tell you, I speak in tongues. And I speak in tongues a lot. And I'm glad, like Paul said, I speak in tongues more than most of you. And, uh, and it is that, what, you, what your heart, what you don't know what to pray for is what the Scripture says. And the, and the, the Spirit itself makes utterance. It's, that's weird to the human mind. But we're talking about an experience with the Creator. A spiritual experience that's absolutely life-changing. And, and not, but, but it's not just about, well, you know, oh, you spoke in tongues. All right, now go do that for the rest of your life. It, that's not what it's about. What, what has to happen for us to be light to this world, for the revival that God has for the, the world in our day, is when we receive the power of His Spirit in our life. That's what it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That, that is, It's not just a power so that I can have the spiritual experience and say, whoa, look what happened to me. It, it, it is the power to literally become, to take the written Word, to, to uh, uh, embrace it, to see it for the truth that it is, and then let it be lived out in your life. I'm going to tell you something. The written word is not powerful until it is lived out in somebody's life. It's just a, God forgive me if this is sacrilege to you, but it is just a book. Ink on pages isn't life. Say, well, it's alive. It's alive when you allow the power of the Spirit to take what you see and you live it out. Amen. That's why I'm telling you, listen to me, folks. I, the day of you witnessing to people and, and showing them chapter and verse and you know, thinking that they're going to get it. They're not getting it. Look at the world around us. What, what it is is the church isn't getting it. It's the idea of we want the book to save them when God wants to be us to be the living word in them, for them. And I am here to tell you what. That's an impossible task without the power of God in our lives to be a witness. You shall receive... Pahito. The disciples were totally jazzed to see Jesus raised from the dead. Now, I'd be excited about that too, wouldn't you? The guy dies, says it's finished, it's like the world is crushed, and uh, what do we do now? And then all of a sudden he walks in the room and it's like, what? I- I'm telling you, the power of the resurrection, ooh, that, that ought to trip your trigger. But- but th- so they're like so excited, and like, what do we do, what do we do? What do-? Like, okay, what do we do? He said, don't do anything but go to Jerusalem and Wait. Because just the understanding and the idea and, the, and, and the, the knowledge that God exists and that He rose from the dead isn't enough for you to be the living Word to a world that's desperate and in darkness. That's why you're pressed on so much. That's why darkness comes against you. What's going to happen when you receive the power of His Spirit? Then light just, light, light absolutely dispels it. I've, I've told the story, but because some of you haven't been here, uh, I'll tell it again. But, uh, uh, and I'll probably repeat it, so just, I'm getting old and humor me. But we were, we were in the house caverns, like one of the wonders of the world. No, not house. Carlsbad. Uh, it's in New Mexico. And uh, man, an incredible, incredible, if you're ever down that way, which I don't know why you would ever be, except to go to those caverns. But it's, it's deep, and it's just, it's just huge. And I got down, we got down, and there was this one, they call it the king's room or whatever. And they said, oh, you're going to experience something you've never experienced before. And uh, I thought, mm, okay. He said, we're going to shut everything off, and you're going to be in total darkness. I'm like, all right, maybe. Uh, no, I've been in some dark Rooms and but they shut things off. They they made people put their watches in their pockets and made sure there was no natural light at all. And they shut it off. And I'm telling you, you talk about dark. I'm darkness that you could feel. There was you just you can't explain it unless you have experienced it. Just the enveloping. There was nothing. There was nothing. And and uh, until his voice, the guide started talking. But still, it was so, got so eerie. And then I hear some rustling and a shoo, And the match, he strikes a match. And that cavern was, I don't know how many times bigger than this. It was huge. And it literally, the light bounced off the walls just at such a distance. That one match, and it, what a comfort it was. I mean, we're only, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 seconds maybe. And I'm starting to go, Mom! <laughs> and, uh, and, but what a comfort it was for that one, st- and, and so what I'm telling you is don't, you think, well, my, my life the power of God that, that God wants to generate in you and through you, I'm, you think, well, it's not enough. I'm going to tell you what, light for people that are in darkness is absolute comfort, And the little bit of light you think is so small, you have no idea its effect on others around you. You're not there having to thump them with the Scripture. You're not there having to give them chapter and verse. But when you uh, respond and when the Spirit of God in you, uh, by by His uh, design and because His Word is true, when when forgiveness is your uh, default setting, when you're not going to... Trade blow for blow and, and when, when somebody's vicious and mean. When you're not going to get into a, either job or roadside, uh, 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 road rage. Where you let them do what they do and then you respond in kindness. And you respond, well, you know what? Let me tell you this, that is not my nature. Right? I, no way. I, it's eye for eye, tooth for tooth. A pound of flesh. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. But that's me. But you let the Spirit of God get in me. And you know, and you know what happens? Here, here's, here's what it, what it does. Oh, Marge, look at what you did to me. I got 20 minutes of sermon left and 3 minutes of time. Philippians, though, that was awesome. I'm kidding. It says, Philippians 2 and 1 says, If there is any encouragement in Christ and any consolation of love, of any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by thinking the same way, having the same love, sharing the same feelings, focusing on one goal. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. How can you do that? We're not just talking the body of Christ. It's easy to look at you and know and have that sense. Man, I, I, I want to elevate you. I want, you know. But others around us, how can you walk and live in a life where uh, uh, you consider others more important than yourselves? Does that mean you put yourself down? I'm here to tell you, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack for nothing. He has elevated me. I don't need to elevate myself. I really don't need anybody. I don't need to be elevated by anybody. Because why? He's elevated me. He takes care of me. There's people that want to put you down, whatever. Um, give it a shot. Yeah, I know that hurts. There's that human thing. But I know, I know. That's not bragging give me a break, shouldn't you sometimes grow up spiritually? Shouldn't you at some point in your life come to maturity? Should you always be held in a place of, well, you're not doing enough and you're not good enough and and you'll never make it? That's nothing but manipulation and control by religion. But there is a progress and a process, the pro- process and the progress in our life brings spiritual maturity where He is my shepherd. You can't be that confident. Okay, but I am. Well, what happens if trials come? They have come before and they will come again. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Death? Yeah, well, there's a resurrection. I happen to believe that with all my heart. And what happens here on earth, and God knows some of you have suffered terribly, but I'm here to tell you it's temporary because of the resurrection. And so I can just, that default setting, yes, my flesh fears. Yes, my flesh gets anxious. Yes, all that stuff happens. But the power of His Spirit in me brings me back. To a foundation that is unshakable and unmovable. That, listen to me, that is not like, oh wow, aren't you amazing? No. The Spirit of God in us gives us the power to do that and be that. That way no flesh glories in His presence. This isn't about us. It's about esteeming others, knowing that you're cared for. In humility, say, man, it's about, hey, look, well, somebody's mean and vicious. You ever been mean and vicious? You you, you ever not not do what you should be doing? Everything that you're like, oh get it together. Well, you probably were worse. And we usually got to point our finger at things that we were guilty of. If you're not, if that's not the case, but be quick to forgive. Do not be somebody's doormat i not talking about that. But I'm talking about letting the power of the Spirit touch you. And All right. So, having said all that, esteeming others. So, for the last, uh, this week, for three days, and I'm going to try to do this quick. Um, uh, some gave up different things. There was no, con- there wasn't like, oh, you got you, you to gotta give up this and that. Some gave, was a total fast. Uh, which if you've never tried that, I'm going to tell you what, it's amazing. It absolutely is amazing. Okay, and I tell you, when your flesh says you're going to die, it's not true. You give it time. Fasting is incredibly, one, it's healthy. Dan, can t- and he's told you, but, but two, spiritually it does something. There was something that transpired. So give me as much time as I need. 2 Samuel 23, listen to this. It says three of the 30 leading warriors went down uh, at harvest time. He came to David at, at the camp of Adullam. Well, the company of Philistine was camping in the valley of Raphium. Forgive me if I pernip, did mispronounce. At the time, David was in the stronghold. The Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David, the Philistines... David was on one side, the Philistines were the enemy, right? So, where are the Philistines? They're in Bethlehem. They're hanging out. Stronghold. David's got there, some men come. David was extremely thirsty and said, if anyone, uh, uh, if only someone would bring me water to drink from the well at the city at the gate of Bethlehem. I don't know if he asked the guys. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if he was just talking out loud, talking to himself. Only if someone would bring me water. So three of David's warriors broke through the Philistine camp. They drew water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. They brought it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. Now, let me tell you what. I realize there is some real deep spiritual meaning here. But if I was one of those three guys, I would be so ticked off. I mean to tell you what. What? What? Why? David, you told me to go get you wanted, water. We go. We fight through a garrison. We surround each other back to back. We dip the bucket. We bring you the water. And you got the galls, the guts to pour it out? Ooh. Seriously, think about, oh, yeah, well, there's some deep, David, like, David, okay. Next time you want something like that, let's communicate. Because if you're not going to drink, uh, we, we won't risk our life literally risking their life to get the boss some water and when they, they bring the water back, he pours it on the ground. I'm mad for, I'm mad for them. So, so, here's the deal. Here's the deal. There was a time when a fast for me was about, oh God, I need, I need, I need. But this time in fasting... I mean, I may not prayed for my mom. There's some things, you know, that in our family, whatever. But this fast was about God opening the door for you. This fast was about God pouring out His Spirit for you. This, this fast, I'm going to th- tell me I'm losing my reward. That's fine. Uh, this fast cost me. Man, I got up in the morning and I wanted bacon and eggs. And and I didn't do it. Why? It wasn't it wasn't because I was in need. The Lord is my shepherd; I lack for nothing. But I'm telling you what, there is needs right sitting right here. You come in here week after week, and you need. Do you need somebody's here with a need? And, and, so, and so here's what you need. Uh, Jesus said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. And, uh, and, and he, he's going to give us a living water is what he said. He said, you'd never thirst again. He said, out of your belly would flow rivers of living water. And so I have been to that well. I have dipped the bucket, me, not just me alone, but several of us here. There was a group in here, an incredible group that that got together, some because of your own needs, but others because God uh, just you commissioned us because you breathe the you breathe the word I need a drink from a well. And they're just surrounded by the enemy. I don't have the strength to get there myself. Well, you know what? I know somebody who did. I know a few people that got together and said, "We'll go. We'll go dip the bucket." And so I'm here to tell you right now, right this morning, and in the weeks to come, that, that is available because some people made a sacrifice, put their life on hold for a little while, dip from that well. Here it is. And if you pour it out, I am going to be furious. <laughs> if you don't access it, and what, I, I cannot imagine those, my, those warriors. Watching that just, they looked up at David and said, listen, we better leave now. (laughs) But I'm here to tell you this morning, I am doing nothing, it's like, oh wow, thank you, thank you. I am doing nothing more than what he's called us, me to do, what he's called some of us to do. Where we are in our journey in Christ. It's not like, look, uh, we are uh, uh, so much better than you. No, nobody, nobody, nobody. But you're better than us. You, I, uh, in humility, esteem others better than. That can really happen. That can really happen. But it only happens from a place of provision. It only comes from a place of knowing that you're cared for. That... I lack for nothing because, wow, you're so super spiritual. No, God is so incredibly good. And I've just come to, I just, that is a simple faith. My grandson doesn't sit around and say, oh, thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad, for putting a hot dog out and taking care of him, make sure he's cared for. Why? Because that's what good dads do. Who do you think he is I know you're hurting but I'm telling you what there is a purpose in what God is doing in you and through you and you let that work out and you'll see it stand with me oh yay. more to say but I am going to say this <laughs> you need to drink you need to drink from the well. If you're here today and you're thirsty, Jesus cried out in that great day, the last day of the feast, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. And out of your, as the scripture has said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. What I did, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, along with 20 other folks here and others that couldn't get here. What we did, we're just trying to prime the pump. Anybody ever use the old pumps where you had to put the prime in? That's all we did. And, and, and it was a day when it was like, well, if you didn't fast, you don't get to participate. No, not today. Not today. What, whatever your reasons were, doesn't matter to me. The reason I did it, it was for you. And, and, and if I've gone through all of that and I've brought it all together and you're going to be like David and pour it out on the ground, I'll get over it. I will. But I would love for you this morning. I'm not talking next week, next month. This morning. I don't care if you're, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You, you had that experience a long time ago. It's not a one-time thing. It, it, the Scripture says be filled. If, if you've never experienced it and you're ready for that or you want to just take those first steps towards it, come on, man, we have done the work. We have. And now it just needs to be added to your faith. If you have a need of healing, I'm going to tell you what, there's gifts of healing in the house. If you just need comfort and peace, there's somebody going to come alongside you and pray a prayer, and you're going to know that you're not alone. What a testimony for March. Wouldn't have been great if it wasn't 14 years. But I'm telling you, some of you here today, Don't wait another minute. That was God's time for her. But don't wait another minute for you. So as we sing, we pray, God bless you. Don't do what David did. I don't know if I've ever preached that. But don't do what David did and pour it out. (laughs) There's some people who have gone to the well for you. And you can expect your thoughts thirst to be quenched even right now. Father, I speak it today. Let every heart be lifted to You. My God, let that hunger and thirst that's in them right now, Lord Jesus, whether it's the first steps of their journey or, 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 or they've been wanting for a long time to step out And my sister's testimony has been such a word of encouragement and strength. God, let it today. Let them respond today. Not tomorrow, not next week, but right now. God, as we look to you, as we lift you up, that we would be filled with your spirit. I speak that today as we sing. In Jesus' name, come on down and let's pray together, please. Please, and we'll see what God will do. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.